Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show. So happy to be here with you today. It's Tuesday, so uh, JC is not going to be with us today. JC won't be with us on Tuesdays for the next uh, few weeks, I think. I think maybe he might have told you about it yesterday in the statistics class and all that stuff that he's taking. And we're really proud of JC here at the house and happy to support him in what he's doing. And, and I'm glad to have you guys with, uh, with us here today. Remember, we are a teach show and not a talk show. Welcome, hello to everybody in our Liberty First chat room there in on YouTube. Remember, if you're just listening to the show, we are live 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Um, we will be branching out. We will be making things bigger, brighter, and better over the year 2020. We've got great things coming your way. And I wanted to talk to you today about uh, a few things. I wanted to talk to you about what's happening in the election and what's happening in or what's happening in the caucus. I have a couple ideas on that, some things going on. And I wanted to talk to you about a beautiful teaching moment that uh, Mike Bloomberg has provided for us. Hello, hey Richard, are you complaining that JC's not here? Come on, am I not good enough anymore? <laughs> Come on now, guys. <laughs> Just teasing. JC's awesome. But I wanted to um I wanted to be able to to show you some pictures from last night. JC was covering the show yesterday. And so here are some pictures from what we the teaching that I did last night. And let's see if I can there we go one two three oops sorry wrong button and we have we have some pictures for you of the crowd it was a great great crowd last night at the Palm Beach County Tea Party this is actually before the meeting started and uh, already packed out and by the time I got up and spoke which was about maybe 20 minutes after this, this is actually me taking the picture. The place was packed out. Uh, let me go back to that other picture. This is, there were people standing along this wall here and there were people standing over here you couldn't see. And we talked and I, and I gave a lesson on the insidious nature of red flag laws. Now you know me, I'm a teach show, not a talk show. So I don't just simply give you the the problems but i also give you the solutions and so that's what we do though you know though this is hey everybody did you notice the this is our one of our new t-shirts jc designed that you can get at chrisannhall.com liberty over security principle over party and truth over personality t-shirts uh we met such a great number of people out there uh women for trump were, were there and uh this is richard he he actually has the right to keep and bear arms t-shirt that we put out at chrisannhall.com uh, being necessary for the security of the free state. I should have taken a picture of him with the uh, whole thing on there. Uh, oh, and 
I didn't mean to let this one out of that cat out of the bag first, but uh, let me show you this. This is actually a dress that was made for me. This is handmade by a beautiful dressmaker by the name of Brenda. And uh, this is my Mercy Otis Warren dress. And I just wanted to, I wanted to share that with you guys because I wanted you to see, I plan on actually starting uh, some children classes online where I'm teaching uh, in my dress, but reading from the children's book that I created. And I'm just, I'm very, very excited about that, very excited about everything. And remember, you can get the t-shirts. This is at our, our, well, that's Liberty First, at our Liberty First gear store at chrisannhall.com. This is the t-shirt that Richard was wearing, being necessary to the security of free state, shall not be infringed. Here's the Got Liberty t-shirt, and we just have lots and lots of gear over there. Uh, we don't have a picture of the Liberty Over Security Principle Over Party shirt, but you saw it on me, so there you go. But what do you think? What do you think of my dress? Seriously, what do you think of my dress? How stinking cool is that? I don't know. Maybe because I'm just a nerd, I think this is, this is my dream dress. Now, this was a fitting that she was doing for me. And so I will be getting the dress for real soon. And I'm just, I'm just excited. Do you guys think that's a good idea to do the, you know, to sort of wear the dress and read stories about our founders and teach our young people about the Constitution? It's going to be a whole new line of stuff at Liberty First University, Liberty First University uh, Budding Patriots section. So, you know, I have the book called Bedtime Stories for Budding Patriots. And it's going to be our budding patriot section. Chris Ann Hall dressed up and as as uh, in character as Mercy Otis Warren, teaching about the foundation of America. I don't know. I I, I can just imagine. I can just imagine the, the joy that Mercy would have, knowing that that we were keeping liberty alive, and and she is a tool for that. And I'm just very very excited. Winged Infinity, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you for your nice, kind compliments about my dress. So this class that I was teaching um, at, in Palm, at the Palm Beach County Tea Party, and they went all out, man. I don't know. I mean, we had at least, we had over 100 people in that room there, and they had a dinner for us beforehand, uh, a, a, a buffet with prime rib on it. It was stinking good. Then they put together this video uh, montage and and a whole intro for me. I wish I had the video of the intro to share with you, but they really went all out to make me feel welcome. I want to thank uh, Richard and Terry for all the work and the Palm Beach Tea Party for all they did to make me feel welcome. But we taught, like I said, on the insidious nature of these red flag laws. I think that if we can get enough people to convey just how deep these red flag laws go in, in destroying the liberty of the people, I, it, it's not even in peril anymore. With these, you would say in peril means that there's, there's a potential danger. There's not a potential danger anymore. There's an actual live danger because these laws have been passed. They're being used 
to to oppress people, law-abiding citizens, people being thrust into a system of, of guilty until proven innocent. Speaking of Mercy Otis Warren, she would just be really, really, really upset by what's happening in America today. But like I told them last night, you know, sitting in meetings is not going to change things. Attending rallies is not going to change things. And the bottom line is, sitting down and talking to your representative isn't going to change things either. We've got to get up, get out, get vocal. And I mean vocal. Now, I realize that the news media is not going to give us the attention that we deserve. I realize that the news media is going to undermine and, and, and disparage everything that we do. But we can't care about what they think. We have to live with our obligation to, the, to our future and to our fellow man. And so I really, really want us to, to become better educated on these red flag laws. I've done a whole show on it. We've talked about it a lot. There's articles at chrisannhall.com. There's just so many things that we can do. One of... I had a question and answer session after last night's event that I, I don't do very often question and answer sessions. But uh, we did some question and answer sessions and uh, obviously there's questions about how, you know, what about these red flag laws? How do, we, how do we combat them? And the answer is not Donald Trump. Donald Trump cannot fix the problems that we have with red flag laws. Your U.S. congressman, your senator is not going to fix the problems with your state red flag laws. The best you can do with Donald Trump and your rep and your senator is to make sure that they don't try to pass federal red flag laws. Number one, there's no authority in the Constitution delegated to the federal government to regulate firearms, period. As a matter of fact, there's a whole written section that, that tells them they, they are uh, shall not and they are forbidden. So the best thing we can do on the federal level is just to keep their mouths shut and their pens dry. If you want to stop these red flag laws, you have to do it at the local level. You need to ensure, not first and foremost, elections coming up, people. Get up, get out on the streets. You need to first and foremost ensure that you have a constitutional sheriff. I mean, look at Virginia, for goodness sakes. Nearly every single sheriff in that, in that state, every single county has said, we will not enforce these laws on our counties. How is it that Virginia, a state that's, that's practically so blue it glows in the dark, can have sheriffs of, of nearly every county stand up for your right to keep and bear arms? And then we have states like Florida with a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican governor, and the sheriffs don't say anything at all. Seriously, they're, they're, they're not just... They're not just doing nothing. They're negligent and, and, and complicit in the, in the taking of our rights here in Florida. And that, not ought, that ought not be so. And the only way we're going to fix this is if we get up, get out, speak up. 
There's nothing proud about the silent majority. Nothing at all proud about the silent majority. At all. Period. That we should be ashamed of that. We should be ashamed that we ever that 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 people in America ever felt a, a sort of dignity in that phrase, the silent majority. Get up, get out, speak up, speak out. But the bottom line is that's not gonna happen until we actually have the truth in us. And the truth in us is not just simply reading the Constitution. It's not being able to recite the, the Second Amendment. It's not even about shall not be infringed. Okay? It's not, I, I don't, I don't want to burst any bubbles. Remember, we're a teach show, not a talk show. It's about knowing the fundamental principles of these unalienable natural rights. Why no government, none, federal, state, local, has an authority to take your guns without due process, period. Exclamation point, underlined, circled, highlighted. It is a natural right, absolutely essentially necessary for the preservation of your life, your property, your liberty. And if someone can take that away from you by force, without due process they have that person has just become your slave master you are enslaved if you cannot defend yourself and we need to make sure people understand this so stop looking to donald trump to fix the red flag law problem stop looking to washington dc to fix the red flag red flag law problem and stop looking to the supreme court Stop it. Can I tell you something that might just shock you and will absolutely offend your local law professor? The Supreme Court of the United States has absolutely no constitutional jurisdiction over red flag laws in your state. None. Absolutely none. Don't believe me? Uh, you need to go to Liberty First University and you need to sign up and you need to take the course on the judiciary. You need to understand why, and I mean why, our, those who ratified the Constitution intentionally, with deliberate purpose, denied, denied the Supreme Court jurisdiction over local state laws. That's part of the problem we have here today. Just want to be honest with you. Absolutely part of the problem that we have here today. We've got way too many people thinking the Supreme Court needs to fix their life. So all of a sudden now, the Supreme Court has absolute authority over everything. And it's just simply not so. Just not so. And too many people out there, here's the thing. Too many of our choir believe this to be true but they don't have the knowledge foundation to be an apologist right what is an apologist let me see if I can look up this dictionary uh, definition of uh, an apologist just so I can um, give you the, a, a real good definition 
a person who offers an argument in defense of something. And they added here controversial. Okay. I wonder what, no, I wonder if uh, Webster's 1828, if, if you guys don't use Webster's 1828 dictionary, uh, you should always cross reference what you look up on online, like um, apologist, what you look up online when you do words, definitions and stuff. One who speaks or writes in defense of another. Let me show you this. This is Noah Webster's online English dictionary, American Dictionary of the English Language by Noah Webster, uh, published in 1828. There's a picture of Noah um, much later in life. Remember, Noah was a young guy when our, our revolution began. He's one of the young ones. And so when I'm looking up definitions in the Constitution or if I'm looking up stuff uh, regarding, uh, I don't know, just fundamental meanings of words because they change over time. I'm always going to know it to find out where we came from and how we got to where we are. So here we go, right? We've got to be apologists. We have to be bold enough and we have to be infused enough with knowledge to be able to speak up and speak out with authority. Our, our leftist, communist, Marxist counterparts are bullies. But they have no, they, they, they build their foundation on sinking sand. They have no truth in their foundation. You can knock them over. But you got to know truth first. Aqua Vitae here on uh, YouTube says, we need pamphlets and assemblies. Aqua Vitae, you go to chrisannhall.com. I have written written stuff all over, all over my website. You can print out and hand out flyers for Pete's sakes. Print them out, hand them out. That's why they're there. I mean, I don't just simply do this because I have nothing better to do with my life. I'm doing this because I've been infused with a passion, a passion to defend liberty. I'm, a, I'm an, an apologist of the Constitution. I'm a, I'm a missionary to the United States in defense of liberty. But I'm not just a teacher. I'm not just a missionary. I'm, I'm a, I want to disciple you as well. And that's why we have Liberty First University. That's why we have chrisannhall.com. That's why we have all of this stuff so that you can print them out. So many resources out there for you guys, right there at chrisannall.com. I would love to see people start, you know, flyering their neighborhoods with the articles that I've written. Send them out in mailers. We, we just have so many things that are available to us. And this lesson, you know, contact me online. ChrisAnnHall.com, have me come teach your event. But here's the thing. The First Amendment, we've been talked out of it. Seriously, you already know this. You guys have been listening long enough. You know that um, uh, only 2% of the people in America can name all five liberties of the First Amendment. We've been talked out of our First Amendment already. So much so that people don't understand uh, what, what separation of church and state really means. Even the choir, 
You know, the constitutional conservatives, they don't know what separation of church and state means. Whenever you hear somebody say to you that is a conservative or considers themselves a constitutional, say, well, separation of church and state, that's not even in the Constitution. There's your clue. They don't know what that phrase actually means. Anybody who says separation of church and state is not in the Constitution, right then and there, is, has, has identified themselves as somebody who doesn't know what separation of church and state actually means. So that's, we, we've got to be about, here's the thing, it was like, Christina, we need to get to the Democrats, you need to get to Congress, you need to convert the liberals. We got our work cut out with the constitutional conservatives. Why don't we educate the choir so we can make a knowledgeable army to go out? Our people don't even know the truth. Don't tell me they do. I teach them. I've been teaching them for 11 years. Every single time I teach for seven straight years, 260 classes a year in over 22 states, every single year, everywhere I go, I teach simple constitutional principles and every single time, without fail, I have people who believe themselves to be constitutional experts, people with PhDs in American history, PhDs in, in political science and government, judges, lawyers. I've taught a Supreme Court justices at the state level. Every single one of them will tell me they learned more from me in one hour than they did in their entire education. My mission field, although I will go, I will go, my mission field is not the Marxist communists. My mission field are the people who identify themselves as constitutional conservatives because somebody's got to train us up to step up, st stand up, step out, and speak out. Somebody has to train us up. Somebody's got to talk to the churches and say, you got to get out of the pews. Somebody's got to educate these people. And that's why we do what we do. Winged infinity, we have to start schools based on teaching our Constitution foremost. What, this is Liberty First University. This is Liberty First University. This is a school based on on teaching the Constitution first. Liberty First University, Kyle Tierman, teaches the history of the Constitution first. Let me tell you what, Liberty First University teaches the history of the Constitution nobody on the planet is teaching. Nobody teaches the history I teach, period. They don't. Nobody wants to teach the history that I teach. I don't think you need to, if the society is not ready to shut down public schools. Society's not ready to homeschool all their children. So Liberty First University is how you supplement what the kids know from the schools. Send them in there. Educate them and then send them in the schools. Let them be missionaries to their own, to their peers. Let them teach the truth in the midst of all the lies they're having. We can do this. That's what I'm saying. We can do this. We can do this. You need to be able, and here's the thing. This is what I wanted to talk to you about today as well. We need to be able to be, to have such a depth in of our understanding that we can identify the teaching moments in current events. Here's, here's an example. I'm going to switch over here to the web.
Mike Bloomberg sends out this tweet. Today we're in Detroit to rally support in a state we have to win in November. Trump won only won Michigan by 10,000 votes. Since then, he's done nothing but break promises. Now, here is, th this is, pay attention now, this is the most important statement that he's about to make. Instead of worrying about Iowa and New Hampshire, we need to focus where we need to win. I'm going to repeat that for you because this is a very, very important teaching moment. Instead of worrying about Iowa and New Hampshire, we need, let me make this so you can read it. Uh, maybe I can't get that small enough. All right. We need, there we go. Instead of worrying about Iowa and New Hampshire, we need to focus on where we need to win. You, this, I saw this and I was like, oh my goodness. This is the perfect teaching moment, courtesy Mike Bloomberg. Now I know y'all are like, oh, Bloomberg's an idiot, Bloomberg's this, Bloomberg's that. Look, you can find, sometimes you can find the best teaching moments from the mouths of the fools. Now what did he say? What did he say? He said, Instead of worrying about Iowa and New Hampshire, we need to focus on where we need to win. Hello, people. What is this teaching moment? This teaching moment is the perfect segue into why the national popular vote will destroy America. Right there from Bloomberg's mouth. Oh, we don't need to worry about Iowa and New Hampshire. We only need to worry about where we need to win. National popular vote takes over America. 46 states will be looked at. Oh, we don't need to worry about those 46 states. We only need to concentrate on where we need to win. Period. This is the perfect example of how we take current events when we have a deep understanding of the, of the principles. How you teach the Electoral College right there from Bloomberg's mouth. Right there from his mouth. Oh, we don't need to worry about Iowa and New Hampshire. Do you see what that man said who's running for president of the United States? We can ignore two whole states. I actually have an article on my website, chrisannhall.com, called Disenfranchising the Voters, Destroying the Electoral College. Let me, let me just share with you a little bit of what it says. The process of the Electoral College was established for a specific reason. Because we have failed for generations to teach an accurate application of the Constitution, many people like Oregon Rep. Alyssa Kengeyer believe the Electoral College is flawed and outdated. outdated. Representative Kengeyer told Oregon Live, quote, The Electoral College does not fit the we the people, one person, one vote style of government. 
She, people like her and those who believe as she does simply do not understand why the Electoral College was established and how that process protects her individual liberty and the sovereignty of her state. She also doesn't understand that neither Oregon nor America are, de are democracies but are instead constitutional republics. The incessant push towards being ruled by majority opinion is supposed to be antithetical to the American character. Unfortunately, the dearth of real education in America has created an equal scarcity of understanding about America's fundamental principles. So throw your, your darts and daggers and your, your names at Bloomberg all you want, but even the fools can give you teaching moments. How many liberals are in New Hampshire and Iowa? How many? You can still save them. They're part, okay, so 11 states, California, uh, 11 states and uh, 10 states and D.C. California, D.C., Hawaii, Illinois, uh, Massachusetts, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington have passed legislation for national popular vote. Now, it's not national popular vote. It's, you know, popular vote for their state. So what happens is that... Whatever the popular vote in the state is, that's what the Electoral College has to follow. Whatever the, I'm sorry, whatever the national popular vote is, that's what the Electoral College has to follow. So everybody, well, I won't say everybody because that's an that, that, that's incorrect statement. The most populated cities in these United States will now dictate the electoral vote of these 10 states. Period. Now, take Bloomberg's statement to these states and show them how they will be intentionally ignored. Bloomberg is proving to you that they will ignore the states if your state becomes national popular vote. The states who have passed the national popular vote. Take Bloomberg's statement and say, look, we told you they're going to ignore you. They're not even going to campaign here. Not only that, hey, hey, listen up. You think they're just going to ignore you during the campaign? Once they're elected, the only states they'll pay attention to, the only cities they'll pay attention to, the only ones that will get help, will get funding, will get aid, are the ones they have to win. Just saying, Bloomberg's, he's already telling you that. It's not my words anymore. You've got the proof right here. Right here, you have the proof. So, take these, take this example to those states and show them. The states whose national popular vote is still in bill form, that they're trying to go... Go stand, if, if, you, if your state is considering national popular vote as to the way to control the electoral college, go to your Senate meetings, go to your House meetings, and take this information and prove to them right here, it's the liberals who want that, use a liberal voice. You're not going to win over a liberal by giving them quotes from Donald Trump. That's not going to work. But give them quotes 
from Bloomberg and they have to listen. Bloomberg proves everything we're about, we're saying is true. We, we have plenty of time to fix this. We have plenty of opportunity, but we've got to stop being distracted by the bling blang blung of federal politics and politicians and get back in our states and get to work. Now, one of the most popular questions that I get over this whole electoral college thing is how can, isn't it unconstitutional for these states to vote for national popular vote? Well, here's the thing. Control of the electoral college by the U.S. Constitution is something that is reserved to the states. The Electoral College, the governance of the Electoral College is not a federal issue. So if you want to ask what's constitutional, what's constitutional is the state governing over their Electoral College. Now, does the state constitution say something about the Electoral College? Are they violating the state constitution with national popular vote? That's what you need to look at. Not the U.S. Constitution, look at the state constitution. What does the state constitution say about voting? Does the state constitution uh, say that they're a republic? Does the state constitution dictate how the electoral college goes? If you're going to sue, you have to sue on the state level. This is a state issue, not a federal issue. So I hope that that helps people Understand Now, I do want to mention to you that I'm also getting uh, a lot of questions still about impeachment. There was something that I wanted to talk to you about, about the impeachment process here. And this impeachment, you're seeing a lot of these liberals go on and on and on and on. The Democrats and the pundits and the professors going on and on and on about Oh, I don't know. I think there was an off there. Um, there was an article just the other day, an interview with Anna Palmer from Political, who's and, and these people like Anna Palmer from Political are bragging, saying, "Okay, well, if the Senate won't in, if the Senate won't convict Donald Trump now, we're going to keep impeaching him in the House." And one of the questions that I'm getting is. Can they do that, Chris Ann? What about double jeopardy? Can they keep trying to impeach him over and over and over again until they find something that sticks? What about double jeopardy? Well, let me explain to you. Double jeopardy is that you cannot be tried for the same crime twice. So double jeopardy doesn't apply to this particular case of, of the charges of impeachment for Donald Trump. Number one, he's not been accused of any crimes. That's part of the reason why the Senate cannot lawfully and constitutionally convict Donald Trump. He is not being accused of a crime. I don't care what they say about their interpretations, their convenient uh, equivocation of terms. Article 2, Section 4 is very clear. Treason, bribery, high crimes, misdemeanors. Period. It's got to be a crime. High crime. Okay, 
crime is part of the word. Don't tell me high crime doesn't mean crime. Crime is part of the word. And when you know what high crime meant when they actually wrote the Constitution, then there is no question. We've had this discussion before. Bribery is a crime by statute. Treason is a crime defined by statute. It has to be defined by statute. Otherwise, you can't prosecute somebody for treason. That's specifically as, specific as well. High crimes. A felony is a statute. Misdemeanor is a statute. In order to be impeached, you have to be charged with a crime. And Federalist 65 doesn't tell us otherwise. Federalist 65 tells us that it must be a crime with evidence. Period. So all these who diddies talking about Federalist 65 and how Hamilton says the president can be impeached for political reasons are just blowing smoke out of their rear ends. Deceiving people intentionally because they believe the people will never look for themselves. Period. So due process, uh, double jeopardy doesn't apply here because he's never been charged with a crime. And they're not going to, so number one, he's never been charged with a crime. They're going to try to try, they're not going to try to charge him with the same crime twice because they didn't charge him with the first one. Here's what you need to know. Double jeopardy doesn't apply, but malicious prosecution does. And malicious prosecution is a crime. Look at this. Uh, malicious prosecution is defined as a baseless prosecution brought against an individual for the purpose of harassing or distressing him. Can you identify any other reason to promise to keep impeaching a president of the United States? I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's Barack Obama. I don't care if it's Minnie Mouse. Oh, well, the Senate won't convict this time. We'll do it again. The only purpose of saying that, did, are, are they telling, okay, let, let's talk about this. Let's just break this down. Baseless prosecution brought against an individual for the purpose of harassing or distressing them. Anna Palmer, this is not going to be the last time this president is impeached. Okay, so Anna, can you break down the, the crime and the criminal elements of that crime that you're now going to impeach him with? Because here's the point. If you, if you already don't know the crime and you don't know how you're going to prove the elements of that crime, the only purpose of saying that is to harass someone or to distress them. And if the house goes along with that, that is the very definition of malicious prosecution. And a prosecutor in America, on any level, state, county, local, federal, if they engaged in malicious prosecution, number one, they would be in jail. Number two, they'd be disbarred. Number three, they'd probably either, in the very least, have to pay a fine, but would also probably go to prison. And once again, we're proving that our Congress is above the law. So unless you actually have a crime that contains statutory elements, then anything else is for the purpose of harassing and distressing, period. And it's about time we stop 
pointing fingers around DC and start identifying these politicians and holding them accountable for the crimes they're committing. Malicious prosecution is a crime. They haven't charged Donald Trump with a crime. So where should the prosecution actually be? So, I I don't know, right? This is why we have to understand the fundamental principles of our Constitution. It's like I said in the disenfranchising voter article. Uh, that uh, the, let's see, the incessant push towards being ruled by majority opinion is supposed to be antithetical to the American character. Unfortunately, the dearth of real education in America has created an equal scarcity of understanding about America's fundamental principles. We have become fundamentally ignorant about America's fundamental principles. And we're being deceived. The choir is being deceived. Has anybody in the Republican Party talked about malicious prosecution by the House? I, I'm just wondering, because I haven't heard. I, I'm, I'm looking to the chat room now in, uh, in, in YouTube. Have you, guys, have you guys heard of anybody in the House talking about, or in the Senate, any Republican in the House or the Senate talking about malicious prosecution? It should, that should be the controversy. The controversy should not be whether the Senate convicts or not. There's nothing to convict him of. There's been no crime. How do you, how do you convict somebody of no crime at all? And you want that to be a standard for you? Seriously, this is what I'm talking about. Trickle down tyranny. If the House can get away with malicious prosecution against the President of the United States, what will prevent your local prosecutor from having a grudge on you and just coming at you six ways from Sunday just to harass and distress you? Trickle-down tyranny. JC and I are going to talk about this tomorrow. I promise you we're going to talk about this trickle-down tyranny, about the warning, about the, the Trump dossier and how all of this is working, and now how we're seeing this same principle being applied to Americans. Right here. We warned you. We let this keep going. It will be applied on people that are not president of the United States, and it's being applied on people who are not. The liberals have now taken up the, the, the plan of using fake dossiers on other people than the president of the United States. Why? Because they're getting away with it at the federal level. And if they can get away with this malicious prosecution at the federal level, they will do it to you too. They will do it to you too. So you guys are telling me, Nope, zero, not a single soul, crickets. There you have it. We have to be the voice. Stand up, step out, speak out. Start, take back the narrative. Talk about malicious prosecution everywhere you are. Call up your local radio shows, seriously. 
your local talk shows, not the big heads, the local people. That's where your voice is. They love it when people call in to their talk shows. Call in to, you don't have to give me credit. I just want to hear this spreading throughout the ether. Call your local radio shows, your talk shows, and start talking about malicious prosecution. Write letters to the editor and talk about malicious prosecution. If your college students talk about malicious prosecution to your professors in the classrooms, get your high school students as their liberal whacked out teachers in the high schools are talking, talk about malicious prosecution. These wacko liberals in the high schools want to talk about Donald Trump. They want to talk about uh, a impeachment get your high school students infuse them with the courage tell them son i've got your back i will defend you all the way the next time your teacher says this go ahead and talk about malicious prosecution give them a little paper to talk about it you can follow me um on on facebook and twitter and instagram and um you can follow me on LinkedIn where I've been talking about this. Right here. I'm going to show this to you on the web right now uh, as soon as it pops up. You'll be able to see the malicious prosecution post that I made on Facebook. And of course now my Facebook has locked up. They're right. They're not going to cooperate. But I'm going to show you. I will show you. So that way you can see what you're missing if you're not following us on social media. If this is all you're doing is listen up. Look, you don't have to love social media, but you can use it as a tool. There you go. Yesterday at 10.34 a.m. with liberal pundits promises to impeach Trump again, I am frequently asked how they, can they keep after Trump? What about double jeopardy? There's the answer right there, right there on live TV just for you teaching tools that's what we're all about teaching tools that's what they're all about you can help us how many of you uh, you know seriously before you fund a campaign why not fund Liberty I'm, I'm just saying I'm not begging for money but I'm I'm asking you to support Liberty Put your money where it matters. Be a part of what we're doing. Now you don't buy your way out of actually doing something. I've heard people say, well, I, I, I fund Hillsdale. I, I donate to the heritage. So that's no, that, you don't buy your way out of being a vigilant citizen. But when you see something worth supporting, let your heart be your guide. And if we don't start standing up now, we're running out of time. We're running out of time to handle this peacefully. I, I, am, I am not a Pollyanna, but I know how history goes, and I know we actually have a way. We have many ways. There's not just one way. There's many ways for us to fix this. Many, many ways for us to fix this. If you're shy about talking in public, can I point you to our Liberty Gear? Coffee mugs? T-shirts, hoodies, leggings, right? Can you imagine the conversations that you can start with a shirt that looks like uh, you have guns on it? 
right? Can you can you imagine the uh, shirt, the conversations you can have about women? Can you can you imagine the conversation you can have about got liberty? This is probably one of the most popular t-shirts that we have, the Got Liberty t-shirt, because people like the whole little saying. And then on the back, it's a Samuel Adams quote. So if there's anything that I can do for you throughout my days, if there's anything that I can do for you throughout my days, it is to infuse you with the knowledge to build your courage to stand up, step out, and speak up. We're a teach show, not a talk show. And we're here to disciple you to be apologists and defenders of liberty. Well, guys, I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you for uh, always supporting, sharing this show. Uh, don't forget to like the like the show before you leave. Don't forget to subscribe and get, if you ring the bell, if you push the bell, then you'll get the notifications. You'll be able to know when we're coming on. Uh, you'll get the notices. You'll be able to watch us live. And if you don't get to watch us live, then you'll be able to actually, uh, you know, get a notice and you'll be able to watch us later. I just got my notice that, uh, that Frank is going to be on the air. And so I want to encourage you guys to say goodbye to me here and go over to, quite frankly, on his YouTube channel and listen to what he has to say and to hear what he has to say uh, about liberty in America. He's a, a great partner with us, and we, we love him dearly. So when you go, hey, if you go over to, to Frank's, tell him, hey, we just came from Chris Ann, and she says hello. So thank you guys for all your love and all your support, and we will see you tomorrow. God bless.